The Paul McLoon Show on Today FM. Hey! <laughs> be done. Uh, Kitty Ricketts, the brilliant radiators uh, from Ghost Town, 40th anniversary reissue, hitting the racks, as they say, uh, tomorrow. And with me this evening, the great Pete Holiday. Good evening, sir. How, How are you doing? doing? Great to be with, uh, back again. Yes, always nice to see you. Um, so, 40 years. I mean, is that yeah. is, is it one of those instances where it's like, God, that just doesn't seem, that seems like about five years ago, or, or does it really seem like a long time now? I think in a certain way it does, you know, because we were sort of young men when we were doing that. You know, we've lived with it, I suppose, for 40 yeah. years, you know, and this isn't the first time it's been reissued anyway. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, for, for me, it still sounds as fresh as the day we made it 40 years ago to me. I think that because, I think the reason why, because the way you made albums in the 70s, I think all, a lot of the albums, you know, you know, you know Anything made in the seventies still sounds fresh. Just the way it's recorded, I just find like the eighties records, for example, a lot of those sound sort of quite dated now because of the technology that was used. Do you know, um, I've I've often sort of mused and perhaps slabbered on about this to, to people's general boredom, but I think you're right. I, and I think part of it was in the seventies, it just reached that kind of uh, there was a sort of an epitome of. I guess tape technology and microphone technology or whatever where it, yeah, it yeah. hasn't really gone beyond that I mean it's gone the other technology it's gone the digital and it's gone the different ways and making it everything more and more you can have a million tracks now on your laptop but the, the, the essential art of getting a drum sound onto yeah. tape having a really good tape machine and having really good microphones that kind of that's been lost a little I think yeah I, as we spoke earlier, I, th- I told you that I had access to the multi-tracks you know, yeah. for the for the bonus CD, and uh, the first thing I did, I, I brought I brought up uh, all the all the individual tracks for Kitty Ricketts, and when I got yeah. a balance, I said that sounds exactly like the record. <laughs> where I realised it was all captured on tape, yeah. Know, so it's, everything was recorded onto tape, and I just sort of with the effects on and everything. Exactly, I mean, yeah. So you just have to. I mean, and the records, out, the records yeah. that would have influenced us, you know, certainly myself and Philip, anyway, would have been. Uh, certainly things like um, Ziggy Stardust and Spiders from Mars, uh, Transformer, uh, Roxy Music's first album, Electric Warrior. They, for me, are my f- four favourite albums, all made in 1972. Well, me. there you go. I mean, and all using that same sort of technique, yeah. you know, get it on tape, you know? Yeah, I, I think there was a kind of a... a, a kind of a height of the craft or something around that time I don't know I, I think that about things like the television the first television album Marquee Moon as well just right, sounds right, so yeah. great but anyway uh, I'm, I'm in danger of going down the boring music <laughs> route at the top of the interview um, you mentioned Electric Warrior and of course Ghost Town yeah, yeah. Uh, produced by the brilliant Tony Visconti who yeah, yeah, yeah. happily is still with us and yeah, yeah. still making records was that um, uh, was it as daunting as it was ex- exciting to go into the studio with a guy who back then in the day Bart, Mark Bullen had just sure, yeah, yeah. recently passed That's away right, yeah. Uh, he was a you know a big a big big I mean, he still is but he was a huge name in the seventies yeah for, for us you know uh, uh, sort of relatively unknown band even you know, yeah on the back of TV Tube Heart uh, it was immensely exciting 
you know, it was like OMG, as you say, WTF, FFS, etc. And how it came about was because he, he had been uh, working with Thin Lizzy uh, and we went on tour with Thin Lizzy mm. and we had no bargaining power whatsoever. <laughs> but we said, uh, you know, we would like to meet Tony Visconti towards the, at the end of the uh, tour with a view to maybe working with him, you know, because he produced most of our record collection. To yeah. So the timing couldn't have been more perfect because, uh, you know, he was in the business of, you know, looking for a new band and, and all the new bands were punk bands, you know. So he was just looking for the right punk band and every single punk band in England were looking for Visconti and uh, he chose us. Which is and, telling in a way because yeah, I, I, it shows told, you how much of an influence Bowie and Mark Bull and yeah, actually but, were but on the, the punk he, The reason he chose us, as he told us, he said, you know, that. Um, he wanted to work with he, he was wanted to work with a punk band but he, he preferred to work with a punk band that maybe had some sort of melodic sense See, and had some thing. harmonies and, and could play reasonably well. You know? Here's the thing, I was going to I was, I'm glad you said that because the, the striking thing about Ghost Town is that it doesn't, it's, it's a great record but it's not what you call immediately a punk record I mean the punk thing came along and it was very aggressive and it was very necessary and it was very in your face yeah. uh, but the smart bands I mean, the ones who didn't split up after one album, oh, yeah. the smart pants like The Clash, they soon realised that the yeah, punk thing was a bit of a straitjacket, yeah. right? So yeah, you needed absolutely. to kind of... Were I mean, Irish bands a little ahead of the curve on that? Right. Well, I think because because we're Irish, and you know, I would include obviously the undertones uh, in, <laughs> in this as well, is that we're, we're storytellers, you know, and, yeah. and we have a great sense, a natural sense of melody. It's difficult for us to be not be melodic. Mm. It's in our blood. In fact, uh, strangely enough... Uh, uh, a girl that was working in the publicity department when Million Dollar Hero was the first song uh, and Walking Home Alone Again, we recorded those with Tony in January right. of 78 see how we got on. Yeah. And uh, what happened was we met about the end of the thing, Lizzie Tor. He said, uh, uh, you guys go away for Christmas and write me a couple of hits. So when Visconti asked you to write a couple <laughs> of hits, that's what you do. So I wrote Million Dollar Hero, uh, which was... A turntable hit in the UK, and Philip uh, did walk in half round again. So you know, uh, he he was happy enough with those. Uh, we recorded and and released Million Dollar Hero. And I, I just remember that the whole sort of session where it was it just brought us into a whole area of creativity where we learnt. Uh, to, to make a record and not worry how we play it live, you know, and and we got Runo Lachlan, who was in a band called Bees Make Honey, to to play the saxophone, uh, etc. and so on. And f- strange enough, when it was released, a girl in the in the press department in Chiswick she said, "Is that song based on an Irish traditional tune?" <laughs> and I said, "WTF." <laughs> and it, I went home and it suddenly dawned on me that she was she was totally right because if you took Million Dollar Hero and sang it, it well I'm a million dollar hero in the five and ten sister serving me nicely <laughs> so I can't. so what it what it what it, she made me realise is that even though you know as I was born in Dublin but brought up in London that yeah. We, we, there's an Irishness in us that we, that will come out in no matter what type of music that we do, you know. Well, you've done it now, Pete. We're yeah. going to have to we're going yeah, to have yeah. to play a million dollar here. Ah, now. Yeah, cool, I yeah. just realised I haven't played it during the week, and it was a single. So uh, let's have it. Uh, more from Pete Holiday. More about the Radiators, the classic Ghost Town reissue tomorrow. By the way, go get it. And uh, here is Million Dollar Hero. More from Pete in a couple of minutes. <laughs> Paul McCartney.
McLuhan Show on Today FM. Just to get back to uh, Ghost Town, we were just talking about that yeah. whole thing of, of, of moving outside of the, the somewhat occasionally prescriptive uh, kind of parameters of what was perceived sure. as punk and what, what was, you know, uh, that kind of idea of, of getting more melodic and getting more artistically expressive, I guess, with stuff like Katie Ricketts, of course, it was almost like a Brechtian kind yeah. of vibe to that. Um, how was that received by the the, the, the the fans who knew you as one kind of band and okay, then you... Well, well, there's two different levels. First of all, it's recorded within six months of, of TV2 Park, right? Yeah. Uh, we recorded it uh, and then we had a playback in the studio where we brought over some Irish journalists and we brought over a few people and we played it back in the studio. And, you know, when, when the final sort of... Uh, noise of dead the beast dead the boys uh dead the poison faded out we looked around them and they were gobsmacked they just said they just it was a mind melt you yeah know, of, of an album for them uh however it eventually saw the light of day 12 months later and we did do a gig at the electric ballroom in in uh in camden town with the stiff little fingers and they went down a storm we went out and said Pardon the language, fuck you. We're not playing TVG Park, we're playing the whole of Ghost Town and we were bottled off the stage. <laughs> and we, we realised then that we had to find a new audience, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, well, you know, that's that good old, good old useful bloody-mindedness. Yeah. But I, I suppose in many ways we knew we had, we had done, done something right, to be yeah. honest, you know, because that's exactly the response we wanted, was to be bottled off stage. Well, it must be very gratifying then for that, that record, you know, which is constantly now name-checked and constantly ranked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when people do the list, to be, to be honest with you, as people who know me know, I, I find it slightly tiresome uh, after a while, but still, it is, must be great to see it constantly kind of up there and not I still, forgotten. I, I, I still up. think, though, after 40 years, it's worth a listen. Yeah, and then let people make their own minds up. I think I still I think it really has stood the test of time. Well, you know, because a lot of the great albums were all like 35, 40 minutes sort of max anyway, which is the perfect length of an album. Yeah, I think you know, there's ten songs, and it gives you on a you know, it's it's still got a lot to say. There's still a lot of relevance and resonance about it. You know, uh, about like social decay and, you know, the the good and evil that we, well, we have to sort of live in, you know? Well, uh, I mean, yeah. so many records from that era are coming back into their own again. You know, records like Ghost... Oh, coincidence, Ghost Town by the Specials, for instance. You know, it's... it's I mean, nice. I mean I, you know, I've come to terms with it many times. It's been called, like, Philip Chevron's masterpiece as well, which, you know, uh, I'm not going to deny. You know, I've... Ex- I've accepted the fact that maybe he was John and I was Paul. <laughs> uh, but it is a great record. I'm I'm very proud of it. I'm still very proud of it. I know, and so you should be. And it's out again, a double CD with loads of studio. We didn't get into all that, but it's loads yeah. of studio where it takes yeah, stuff from the yeah, archive. There's, and there's a great second CD that... that uh, now, we are going to do a little event uh, in the underground on the 30th yes. of August. Uh, I've no idea what's going to happen, but it's going to be brilliant. Okay, well, go. If you don't go to the underground here in Dublin on the 30th of August, you'll miss what's going to happen, and then you'll be kicking yourself because you'll be hearing about it and you weren't there. So go, and I will remind you. Uh, Pete, thanks very much. It's out tomorrow. Um, Any prospect of a vinyl reissue? Oh, sorry. Uh, there is. We're going to. We're currently myself and uh, uh, the the representatives of, of the radio. Uh, we uh, hope to do a limited edition vinyl. We, we're getting a license from Great. from Ace to do it, and it's going to be like a a clear vinyl, ghostly sort of vinyl type of thing. Spectral spins. Dave O'Grady keeps telling me to do a tricolour. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave O'Grady tells you a lot yeah, of things. Uh, listen, Pete. Best of luck with listen, the reissue tomorrow. Thanks so much for this. Um, really appreciate it. Not at all. It's the classic album of the week this week, and for good reason. The radio. Ghost Town, the 40th anniversary reissue is in shops tomorrow, double CD edition. Do not miss it. 
get it while you can and get the vinyl when it comes along Pete thanks once again uh, going to leave you with this uh, song of the faithful departed a very uh, celebrated song from the album and uh, yeah it's out tomorrow get it cheers Pete